In this episode, Bob and I are joined by Nate Stiff, who has written and co-written many Sovereign Grace songs, including O Lord, My Rock and My Redeemer and Turn Your Eyes. Nate tells us how he got involved with Sovereign Grace music and shares some of the things he's learned through the years as a songwriter. Hey, welcome to Soundless Doctrine. I am David Zimmer. And I'm Bob Coughlin. And we are joined by a very special guest, Nathan Stiff. Hello. So good to (laughs) thunderous applause. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Nathan Stiff, one, is a good friend of David's and mine. So that should be enough really to get him by. Yeah, that's it. Um, Nathan has, or Nate, as we sometimes call him, has been Mm. writing songs for Sovereign Grace for quite some time. Uh, the most, I think, well-known being "Oh Lord, My Rock, My Redeemer," which was on the Prayers of the Saints album. Great song. is uh, works for Ernie Ball. Yes, sir. And what do you do for Ernie Ball? I oversee global sales for them. Wow, that sounds it's, so impressive. It sounds the galactic sales, <laughs> universal sales. Yeah. Um, and you live? I live in the Coachella Valley, California. Where the Coachella Music Festival, the happens. festival, not the conference, not the conference. Okay, the because I tend to think of things as conferences, but it's the <laughs> festival. And Very you festive. have a family. I do, uh, wife and three kids, under six. So it's a full house. That is a full for sure. house. Busy house. It is. Uh, well, we are so glad that you could join us today. So well, thank you so much for having me. I would love for people to know, we would love for people to know um, just how you became connected with Sovereign Grace, because uh, Nate is not a part of a Sovereign Grace church, mm-hmm. um, uh, but has been writing songs for us for a number of years. So just how did that, how did that relationship develop? So... Um, Probably back in 2011 is when I first really started being exposed to Sovereign Grace music through um, the pastor at the church where I was leading. Oh, wow. um, and uh, as I had become to sort of fall in love with Reformed theology and the writing of the Puritans, I was looking... Of grace. Absolutely. Song, and just that made me realize how beautiful a gospel Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Which I think is the right effect of the doctrines mm, of grace, God's sovereignty. You realize this is so beautiful, and uh, also how wretched of a sinner I am, and how and how uh, just that the cross needed to be so central Mm. to everything Mm. we we would do as a church when we gather, Mm. uh, and Mm. was struggling to find songs that were were communicating all the things that I was becoming excited about, mm. about the atoning work of Christ on the cross and what that means for, for everything. Mm. And so mm. um, uh, my pastor, David Palmer, at the time said, you, you know, you should check out Sovereign Grace Music. Mm. And it was really the Gathering album huh, 2011. That, uh, that I listened to and I said, this is what we're missing. Huh. Because every song was so full of truth that not like uh, like as you say as, as you've said sometimes a theological fire hydrant, yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. the lyrics were beautifully communicating the truth of the gospel wow. and why Jesus is so glorious and needs to be central mm. to everything that we do mm. uh, when we gather. 
And so, uh, and they were also songs that we could play. Like they were accessible. They weren't crazy. The arrangements weren't. They were um, obviously because of super gifted musicians. The arrangements. Yeah, David, were, you were, played on that album. Played did. drums. I did. That was a great he album. Did. Uh, and your drumming, still watching you drum, is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Just mine as well. Yeah. And so it was that album that introduced me to Sovereign Grace music and then I, I you know I went back and listened to the the Psalms album and mm. I just mm. sort of stayed uh, just stayed in it wow and okay so how did you start writing well I'd I'd all I've always loved writing songs and, and I started did you write as a kid I did actually yeah, okay. as yeah I mean my I have memories of having a little tiny piano and uh, just chaotically well slamming on it and writing songs. I mean, I can my, tell what kind of pianist you are just by the way you did that. Very much so. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Muppet Babies. <laughs> anyway, not a good one. Um, the uh, yeah, and so, but not. I didn't really understand how to craft a congregational song. Okay, so you were writing like love songs, or yeah, Christian songs, very much so. everything. Okay. Both. Okay. And sometimes hard to tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, there are those kinds of songs. And so, um, so I started writing, uh, and I went to, you guys had a, a micro gathering conference oh, on the West Coast. Oh, a small worship God conference. Yeah, it was a we small did. little. In Orange. And I, we took the whole worship team, and we went, and it was transformative for all of us. Oh, seeing my. Seeing That's all so of this, kind of like. Come together and be done so well, and yeah. hearing your heart for why what we do on Sundays matters so much, and why mm-hmm. why the gospel has to be at the forefront, yes. Um, yes. and how the gospel shapes our gatherings, and we all uh, just walked away from that conference, oh, man, I had um, no idea. transformed with a new, just a new set of priorities mm-hmm. and really passion to see the gospel be the priority. Yeah, um, yeah. and because of you know working. Let, for, let me just insert something, yeah. insert something right there. I remember that conference. It was so last minute. I think we advertised yeah. it for like a month and a half or a month. I don't know. We got there, just had very little time to practice, and it just felt like, you know, let's just kind of pull this thing together. But to hear how God uses mm. that, you know, our our labors, our our efforts yeah. to 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 glorify His name and to bring yeah. about that change. Yeah, yeah. That's so kind of the Lord. Yeah, it's so yeah, humbling. We, it's very that humbling. he does that. Yeah. just you know, despite our efforts. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy. Well, you could have fooled us because well, good, amen. <laughs> uh, it was great, um, and uh, and so you know, working for a company that makes guitar stuff, I connected with Joel Sabell, who's also a songwriter, uh, written a number of songs, mm-hmm. and would play on the albums. And we just started talking. And after that conference, I remember going home and praying. Lord, if there's any way I could ever get involved with Sovereign Grace music, that'd be great. I mean, I don't even, that was probably the prayer. Like, it was really just like, that'd be, that'd be swell. So sick. So, yeah, probably. Um, And two weeks later, Pat Sabell, Joel's dad, who's written another. Jesus, uh, thank you. His forever. Yeah. walked through the doors of the church where I was leading the music. And we happened to be doing one of his son's songs that morning. Perfect. And I was like, and it didn't even click for, for me at the beginning. Like, my answer to prayer is just walked into the <laughs> yeah, sanctuary. So <laughs> Thank random. Thank you, Lord. It was like, whoa. 
what's happening? Like, uh, Pat, why is Pat? Why are you? Why are you here? Like, why are you in why the desert? Because literally, you live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, his family that live in uh, Joel's in-laws had a house like oh, down the street. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, God sovereignly ordained their real estate purchase to get me involved at Sovereign Grace Music. I can do anything he wants. He, yep. yeah, and he does. And so um, I started kind of writing with Pat and connecting mm. with Pat, and I asked Joel, like, how do I, like, I've got a song that I th- think is good. <laughs> how do I, sim- like, what do I do with it? confidence there. And he said, well, you send it to me and I'll get it over to Bob. And that first song that I submitted was a version of Emmanuel, Glory in the Highest, that's on... Which we put on Heaven Has Come, yeah. the Christmas album we just did. And it was much different. I think I remember that a little bit. Yeah. It being much different. It was... Yeah. I, yeah. I think I remember hating that. Thank, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for writing. And so... Want to serve um, the church. And so that song has sort of served for me as a, wow. a picture of even as of my evolution as a in growth as a, a songwriter yeah. because yes, of, amen. of your diligence mm. and patience and investment. Well, which we want to talk me. about your growth as a songwriter. But before that, you guys have written a lot of songs together, especially a lot for the Glorious Christ album. But yep. t- tell me how your tell us how your yeah you started writing songs and how, what that process has been like. Yeah, I mean, we met at a conference, uh, one of the Worship God conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just became friends, uh, yeah. and I think um, just enjoying one another's company uh, kind of progressed us into, you know, hey, you write a lot of lyrics, and I tend to write a lot of melodies. Mm. And I think the first thing um, that we ever worked on that you ever sent me was, you know, a Christmas hymn that you were writing that I mentioned uh, talking about in the. Uh, a lot of the Heaven Has Come promo that we did yeah. was that I heard, I read these lyrics and was so struck by the poetry, uh, the truth, the beauty mm. uh, in it, and just the progression of the gospel, yeah. like starting yeah. uh, with the incarnation and um, rolling through, and this is Jesus, God triumphant. Mm. Uh, I just was so struck that it, it, it didn't take long to write a melody to. I think I threw it back to you. In like 15 minutes after I sent the lyrics <laughs> That's to you. Nice. You I, were at the sync conference and you like walked I voice out. Memoed. You walked out of whatever thing you were in and yes. recorded a voice memo that and so sent great. that. I think I voice memoed the lyrics back to you. <laughs> but I just oh think it just, it, it just like clicked uh, quickly. And there's sometimes when you write songs with people and it doesn't click, doesn't mean you quit, but... There are also sometimes people that you write with and it just clicks, uh, you know? Yeah. And so I think that was with you, Nate. And so we just decided to start co-writing every Tuesday um, at that point. Yeah. I came to a songwriter's retreat and we brought a couple songs to the songwriter's retreat. uh, And then it just became that sort of habitual pattern. Mm. And I just think for my soul, for my faith, for my growth was so instrumental. Also, just in my songwriting too, but just to do life with a person. Mm. Uh, week by week, huh, you, you build that, you know, you build that trust, that which vulnerability. Is huge, which is really important. And, uh, and we also just, 
we'd also just have a blast. Like we also just joke, crack jokes. Eighty percent joke <laughs> and twenty percent writing. And dork around a lot and laugh. And so I think it brings a brevity too of that. It's not like we are crafting the. Mm. You know, it's like the we're next just, greatest we're doing worship hit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We're just we're doing life together. Mm. And yeah. I so I've I've benefited from that so much, but. Um, but you've been faithful. I mean, you did that for a number of years, right? Yeah, we did that for a few years. We were very consistent. Yeah, I was mean, like three years. We, um, we both have young kids, and so yeah. sometimes our children got in the way of our writing. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> well, they'll do that. They'll yeah. get in the way of a lot of things. And, yes. Uh, but yeah, and got to, yeah, just got to enjoy just getting to, that was really loud. <laughs> Great. Well done. Ta-da. Just getting to know you as a person, not yeah. just for, you know, you as a melody writer, but you as just... Yeah. So talk about that uh, co-writing process. Uh, yeah. What do you do? You, you're you're on a Zoom call. What what do you do? What happens? Hey, I got some lyrics. Hey, I, have you already worked on it? Is it what, what, what's happening? Well, it really depends. I mean, sometimes the starting place is different. Sometimes the starting place was David had a, like, would have a compelling melody huh. and like, hey, here's where this came from. And so we talk about a little bit about the emotion that he felt while crafting that melody. So mm. to sort of get an understanding for the the tone that the lyrics needed to take, right? Mm. That, yeah. um, or sometimes it was, "Hey, I've got these lyrics, and here's how, here's what I feeling, here's why I wrote these lyrics." Yes. And so yeah. that would sort of inform where the melody would go. Yeah. And um, there's no de- defined formula to the process, um, but I think, yeah, it's a lot of the variables you're talking about. But what I've really appreciated in our song and our co-writing uh, is the a slogan we use a lot of just best idea wins. Yeah. And I, I really like that in terms of like, a mel- not all melody ideas have to come from me. Mm. Not all lyric ideas have yeah, to come yeah. from you. Yeah, yeah. But just best idea wins. We're serving this song for the purpose of serving others. Big time. So That's if they so can good. sing it better, if it's clearer lyrically. Yeah. And so sometimes that you sometimes you have to speak up and be bold and not not not, you know, um, you're just being you're just you're being, being honest. honest with each yeah. other. And in the when the relationships there, it there's you don't ever feel threatened or you don't ever feel uh like you're being uh, cheated out of an opportunity to have something exactly. that you really, really should. trust the other person. Yeah. To, and all you have to do is say, hey, I like that or I don't like that. It's yep. not like it, yes. there's some right answer. Right, right. You know, this whole conversation reminds me of that um, passage in First Corinthians 12, you, you know, just where the, the best idea might come from you. Mm-hmm. Dave, best mm-hmm. idea might come from you, Nate. And... Hardly ever comes for me. I've noticed that, but that, that's a, that's another conversation. Um, what what Paul says when he's talking about spiritual gifts are uh, in verse eleven. He says all these different kinds of gifts are empowered by one and the same Spirit. Chapter twelve, verse eleven, empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as He wills. Yeah, yeah. It's like none of us has a market, mm-hmm. or no one has a market on the Spirit's like working. Certainly, we develop our craft. We seek to do the best we can. Certainly, you know, you are very gifted in melodies. You are very gifted in in lyrics. But, but the spirit is the source, not us. Yeah. 
So the spirit might use someone else to yeah, well you know, come up with a, a better melody, even though I'm a melody guy. Yeah. It, I just see that process working. Yeah, that's really well said. And I think um, looking out of that lens of that it's the spirit that's inspiring this, uh, it, it makes it easier to write with someone else. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes it easier to take criticism. I mean, anyone that's listening to this podcast that uh, either writes a ton of songs or is just trying to get into songwriting, Mm. I would encourage them to have people that you trust help edit your songs. Yes, yes. Help edit your melodies. I wouldn't rely on your church body to do that on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Um, or no one's singing because I can't sing it. In in when you have the opportunity to have someone you trust edit uh, your content, you grow in this understanding of, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this could be better. I don't know if you can really. I, I mean, I think you'll grow in certain ways, just like anything you practice and you you tend to get better at. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't. If you don't have somebody that can help you see where something's weak or even where yes. it's strong, yes. you're not going to get much better, hmm. or you're gonna get you're gonna go in like one direction, and you might even be making your weaknesses w- weaker. Yeah, you might be yeah. developing b- oh, worse habits, and so you. That's ne- good, but like. We need community for everything, mm. and songwriting can't be excluded from that. Like we, we're not meant to be alone in anything that we do, um, and so we need other voices yeah. uh, speaking, and, and also helping us to be sensitive to the spirit. Because w- again, the the if a song resonates, is because God decreed it. Yeah, to resonate. God made it resonate. God yeah. made it resonate, and because Jesus is glorious, and He's worth singing about, and because uh, this the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the Spirit that'll make a song minister. Amen. Amen. Mm. And yet, God does use means. Yes, and I, I think it'd be helpful if, if anyone listening is a songwriter. I think we probably do have a lot of songwriters listening to talk about Nate. What are some of the things that you've done to? To grow, to you know, mm. cooperate with what God's doing. I think you've grown lyrically. I think you've grown in your heart, you know, just the way you approach songwriting. I remember some of the early retreats. I think you've been on about five or six, I don't know. Early retreats, you were much more aggressive in terms of... <laughs> yeah, I have. Hey, I can have I be a, part of the song? Hey, can I be part of the song? I have things to say that people need to hear right hey, exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I named your song for you. <laughs> Well, that's, that's really changed. I think your, but, your yeah. writing has gotten better, hmm. without question. Um, so, what just what have you pursued to do that? How how has that happened? Hmm. If, you know, it, practically. I think the uh, I think because we're uh, we're explicitly gospel focused in what we're writing about. That the more you do that, if you're not being humbled as a songwriter, then something's off. That's good. Say that again. If you're not being humbled as a songwriter, uh, yeah, because you're hum- because huh. because the more you're, um, they say songs or sermons people remember, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so as we're writing a song from 
taking it, a lot of it from Scripture. Those, the Word of God is sinking in deeper, yeah. or should be, because we're Christ trying to creatively mm-hmm. communicate this. And so just that process of doing that regularly has caused the Word of God to dwell in me more mm. richly. Mm. And I think that he has he has graciously shown me areas where I've been prideful or mm. um, overbearing or just an immature in a lot of ways. Um, so, are you more conscious of trying to write lyrics because you write some very creative lyrics? Mm-hmm. Are you more conscious of trying to write them in a way that that comes from scripture? Yeah, represents scriptural themes and mm-hmm. priorities, and the, yeah, and it tries to frame them in a way that. Uh, you know, just gets you to be like, oh, that's a different way of of, of saying that. That's fr- yeah, that's good, that'll yeah. stick with me. Good. And I think, as far as processes are concerned, it's just I don't have a particular process. Like I don't say like on Wednesdays from four to eight, six p.m. I I just don't. I'm sort of like I've sort of tried to be like flypaper for ideas, so that always just be uh, anticipate inspiration. That's oh, the that's good. one thing is that you just you don't necessarily like like hunker down and be like, all right, inspiration, like come to me. It's yeah. more like just be open to it and train yourself to recognize things that are that that can serve as fuel for songwriting. Huh. Hmm. And so be that in your in your in your time. So like, how do you do that? That's so mystifying to me. Recognize things that could serve as inspiration. Because you do both. You yeah. do. I mean, when you get locked into a song, you are locked in, and you're kind of doing it all the time. You're just thinking that's all the time. A, yeah. I mean, and that comes. That's sort of a. I mean, that's a. That's who you are. It's a personality it's a gift. gift and curse. <laughs> you know. I mean, because we'll be if if there's a song that I'm that I care about and that's interesting to me and I'm working on, like it's it bangs yeah, around it my head goes. all day to the point where like I'll be at dinner and. I'll just suddenly like Jana will kind of stare off into the distance, you. and Jana will say she won't even ask me. She just knows she says you're writing a song, aren't you? And I'm like done. Like what? what, what? Like the computer's reset a little bit, yeah. and so um, but you also schedule things like you have yeah. written with me on Fridays. Uh, I mean, it's been sporadic, but it's only been sporadic because I like cop out. I mean, I you know you'll text me, hey, are we on for this week? And I'm thinking, oh man, I could use that. But you are persistent, and it's so good because mm. that's how songs get written. Mm. The, the, staying consistent, I mean, I think that with anything that you want to grow in is important. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you can't eat one healthy meal a week and like expect it to really change your <laughs> body although, chemistry. Although, oh, I do get people who... Well, I mean, I'm sure other people do. You know, I've written one song. Here it is. Yes. You know, if you want to use it in your congregation, just let me know. And I'm thinking, oh man, do you realize how many songs people write <laughs> yeah. to get to a place where other people yeah. do their songs? Yeah, yeah. You have to. I mean, write a lot and co-write a lot and co-write with as many people that that think about melody and lyric differently than you do. Yes, that's good because it will yep. grow you. Um, I think in your that's book, Worship good. Matters, I mean, you say practice what you're bad at. Don't practice what you're good at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because yeah. then you're just like, uh, like the guy from Lady in the Water that just works out his right arm, and he just has this <laughs> massive right arm, and the rest of his body's just like. <laughs> and I'm sorry, what was that reference? Anyway, not important. <laughs> Moral of the story is, um, 
Like uh, versatility as a writer too, I think is really important mm-hmm. and surrounding yourself with people that are better than you and, 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 and wanting to not be the best writer in the room, wanting to be surrounded yeah, by good. people. Cause you might be, I mean, in a certain area, you might be the best, sure. Whatever lyricist, mel- um, you know, melody person. But, uh, Try to try to. I mean, you can learn something from every yeah. songwriter to some degree because well, when you're constantly growing, yeah, you have to. Um, yeah, but you you've modeled that. I mean, I've just seen that. You're you're one of the guys who is, uh, I think, so freely gives credit to other songwriters. In other mm-hmm. words, uh, there's when you write a song, there's this process of, okay, is that idea worth something? Is that idea worth yeah. a part of the song? Like, do I get an author's, you know, a composer's credit for that? You know. And we, we've and Sovereign Grace, we've we've tried to cultivate the mindset: be quick to give credit, be Absolutely. slow to take credit. Yeah. And you really model being quick to give credit. Well, when your when your ideas, sorry, David, when when your ideas are Apparently the ones. Apparently, what you that, wanted to say wasn't very important. The, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I find I'm modeling that. this well right now. <laughs> you are doing a terrible um, job. When the lyrics that end up, or the melody that ends up being recorded yeah. don't exist without all the other iterations before it. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, right. that's exactly right. And so it's like there's a whole framework that was built underneath this thing. Yes, and yes. you're seeing the finished product, but the the best idea comes after lots of great ideas. It sits on the yeah. shoulder, stands on the shoulders of a lot of other ideas yeah. that never made it to the top. And your first idea is never usually your best. Mm, yeah. Good. Well, and we, we're talking a lot about just a spirit of humility when you're approaching songwriting and co-writing. But I think even just practically, it kind of goes hand in hand that if you write one song you're bound to be more offended because you've put all the blood, sweat, and tears and oh, energy into that one song, yeah. as opposed to I've written these 100 songs, and so I can give a little bit here, and I can give a little bit yeah. here, and I can, yeah. and and so you're sort of like diversifying, which just has less impact. You're just trying, how can I serve these the best? Yeah, you know, and not just hold so white knuckle onto this one song that has to get onto the album mm. or something. And I think when you write like a hundred songs or hundreds of songs, you realize how many bad songs you can actually write. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so it makes you a little humbler. <laughs> <laughs> there are. I mean, David and I, I mean, for ahead of, ahead of The Glorious Christ, you and I wrote 30 or 40 songs. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you guys had a majority of the songs on that album. But yeah, you did. You wrote like five times as many songs, six times as many songs as are actually on there. And um, and, and it's so, not that you're half writing them. You're trying to complete them yeah, with yeah, yeah, hooks, yeah. with melodies. The whole with, thing. Yeah. So it is, just, it is just a practice and an energy. But, but Nate, I, you've just been such a uh, blessing to Sovereign Grace Music and to my life. Um, oh. And I, I hope this is encouraging for anybody who's listening uh, to keep writing and yes. to keep finding yeah, people that will edit with you and uh, yeah. for the glory of the Lord so that we can serve His people. So just before we – it sounds like you're, you're landing the plane, yeah. but just before we do that, O Lord, My Rock, My Redeemer, beautiful song. It's, it's just been – it's blessed people throughout the world. Mm-hmm. D- did that just kind of come out of you? I mean <laughs> – yeah, it sure did. And what came out first wasn't great. <laughs> okay. um, it was, uh, you know, you never know what a song is going to do 
Like you, you never set out to, to uh, saying this song is going to really minister to people. You yeah. just you, you hopefully don't, not. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I was reading Psalm uh, nineteen. I loved how it ended with "Oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer," and mm-hmm. I googled "Oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer" hey, you gotta start song, somewhere. and there wasn't much. And I said, "Well." Here we go. Less competition. Yeah. And <laughs> so started off with the right motivation for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just wanting to un- unpack those three things, Lord, Rock, Redeemer. And uh, the, the, originally it had a melody that was not compelling. And um, hmm. I sent it to you and you said, it's good, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are gazillion melodies like that. Yeah. yeah good, yeah, yeah. but not great. Yeah, yeah. So your church might love it. Yeah. But it's not yeah. going far beyond that. Yeah, yeah. And then God orchestrated some very difficult circumstances uh, for me and my family mm. and uh, got to go back to the song and say, what would it sound like if I sang it like I meant it? Oh, it's so good. That's really good. That's how we should write every song. It is. And yeah. and so what came out of that was just there was there was pain and but hope, mm. and, and that's the... what. What I tried to convey with the melody, because it was it was mm. it was a melody that I definitely more so than I think any other that I've written. It was a melody that I felt. I yeah. felt that in in that season. Well, it sounds like more of a cry, yes. than a hey, these fits the, these fit the words. It's a catchy tune. Yeah, but yeah. when you yeah when you have a melody that sort of is just a a deep cry from your soul, it it translates because. People sing that song at all different places. Hmm. Sometimes it's boostering their confidence and their hope in Christ, and sometimes it's a confession. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it contains both. I think it's one of the reasons it's so effective. Is it? Yeah. It's you know my song when um, enemies, enemies surround me, me, my hope when tides of sorrow rise, my joy when trials are abounding. You get to express both. Yeah, that's you know, right good. now I, I'm I'm faced by enemies, trials, challenges. But Jesus is my joy. He's my song. He's my hope. And then you tie it all. You br- you bring it all home with this is the greatest thing. He you know he uh, died for my ruined life, and he now rose. he's risen. Yeah. And oh, thank you for writing that song. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.